Do you have questions about your retirement? Most of us do, right? And did you know that estate planning is not just for the ultra wealthy? It's for all of us. Steve Hoyle, host of Retire Texas Style, can help you create an income plan for life as well as protect your family and your assets. Hear more about Steve, his team, and his strategies Sunday afternoons at 3 and Tuesday evenings at 6, right here on News Radio KLBJ. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. 705 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Yeah, you can join us at 512-836-0590. Senators threw in the towel yesterday on the $118 billion national security and border package after some sharp opposition from Republicans scuttled the deal, forcing frustrated lawmakers to, well, to urgently seek a, kind of a backup plan to deliver aid to Ukraine. Yeah, they're really concerned. They're losing ground in this campaign to push back on Russia. So they're, you know, it's a matter of national security is what the politicians say. Uh-huh. Now, also in the news this morning, um, uh, the, the, the uh, Republicans have failed to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas uh, on a vote of uh, 214 to 216. Yeah, this is pretty interesting, including California Congressman Republican Tom McClintock. He explained why he voted against the impeachment. The Constitution reserves impeachment for treason, bribery, or other high crimes or misdemeanors. That is a very specific meaning. Crimes relating to the office. Uh, uh, Mayorkas is guilty of uh, maladministration on a truly cosmic scale, but... That that is not grounds for impeachment. Yeah, the GOP leadership say they plan to bring the vote up again. The Department of Homeland Security says House Republicans should abandon their political games uh, following this uh, this failed effort. Uh, I mean, what political games? I I, I see uh, I see a legitimate argument here that that Alejandro Mayorkas has 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 done nothing to warrant keeping his job, nothing at all. Uh, I, I've said, I, same goes for Joe Biden for that matter because this is his game, right? He's the one calling the shots down there ultimately. Yeah, my York is just following uh, orders. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, to that end, let's let's just play along and say, all right, he he is impeached and then he is removed by the Senate, which wouldn't happen. But let's say he were to be, uh, they just put somebody else just like him in there, to, to, probably worse to follow Joe Biden's orders. That's right. Yeah. So you know, you you would just replace one, you know, bad bad hire with another. Uh, also in the news, Jennifer Crumbly. She is the mother of a, of a Michigan uh, high schooler that shot up his school, killed several other classmates. She's now found guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Didn't do enough to keep him, uh, you know, to seek help for his mental health illness. Mm-hmm. Provided him with a handgun when he was 15. Uh, and the jury unanimously voted on four counts of involuntary manslaughter against her. Her husband is uh, is awaiting trial for the very same charges. Yeah. Uh, let's squeeze in Andrew at the domain on this one. Andrew, good morning. Good morning, Jim. Yeah, I had a comment on this, and also I had a correction for Oz. Mm-hmm. But my thing is how, how the convictor stated she wasn't paying attention to the kid and his needs. It seems anymore that's a vast majority of parents. I mean, anytime you go to a store or restaurant, an event, anywhere, it's true. The vast majority of the kids, you see them with a cell phone or a tablet in their hand. Heck, well, you you you, I mean, you you see large groups of kids during those street takeovers not being supervised by their parents. Yeah. Yep. And and Oz, how you stated uh, earlier, I'm, I heard on my way in about you know who'd get a kid a, a handgun at 15. You said, well, when you're old enough, this is yours. I think I changed that to when you're mature enough. Mm. I think we all know people around our ages that aren't mature enough to handle handguns. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. You know, just because you're 21 doesn't mean you should have one. 
That's true, I guess, yeah. I think we all know some 21-year-olds, wow. yeah. Absolutely. All right, yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Uh, all right, uh, listen, you can jump in at 512-836-0590 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Yeah, well, this surrender to uh, the political reality, the left Democrats are seething over what they call the bait and switch by Republicans after four months of talks, while GOP lawmakers said the deal, uh, the deal's border provisions just weren't strong enough. Yeah, both sides, however, signaled that they could try to move uh, to a narrow bill, a narrower bill, you know, that would focus on foreign assistance and weapons uh, once they get, get passed today, when the doom package uh, will get a, get a vote in the Senate. Here's what uh, Senate Major- Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, uh, the Republican from Kentucky, says in the Wall Street Journal this morning. He says, it looks to me and to most of our members as if we have no real chance here to make a law. He said lawmakers still ought to tackle the rest of it because it's important, uh, taking off aid for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. Not that the border isn't important, but we can't get, get an outcome. So basically, Mitch McConnell, the Republican, and the, and, and the Democrats are saying that Ukraine's border, Israel's border, Taiwan's border, is much more important than the border of this nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, essentially he said there... Well, not that the border, the, the our border is not important. It's just not as important, which is absurd. Yeah, it's more important. It, 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 it's absolutely absurd that that we would we would even be have we have lawmakers that that would even be debating this. Whatever Ukraine needs in their fight against Russia, yeah. well, that should be absolutely secondary to anything that wow. that, that we need here. Uh, and and it's just. It's just further proof that your government doesn't work for you. Your government is not in this for you. Yeah, you know because ultimately that that's not going to help us you know worrying about ukraine worrying about taiwan i mean you know these are things that you know geopolitically need to be addressed at some point yeah but you know not at the expense of our nation mark warner the democrat from virginia here's what he says on the twitterverse on x last night he says i've been in the senate for 14 years i can't think of any more important decision than what we're facing with ukraine currently the global communities of trust of america truly is on the line Let's pass this aid right away. How come there's no talk of uh, negotiating peace? How come? How come there's no talk of negotiating peace? The Democrats are calling for a ceasefire in Gaza, but they're not calling for a ceasefire in Ukraine. They're not calling for any kind of peace negotiations to sit down at the table and, uh, and, and try to resolve this effectively. At all, it's oh, and if you just start talking that way, all of a sudden you're a Putin sympathizer, and and, and Ukraine deserves this money. And as and as as we heard from Chuck Schumer earlier this week, you got to give Ukraine your kids money, mm. or else your kids are going to have to fight the Russians. Yeah, and they'll be killed by the Russians. Blood will spill, he says. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it, somewhere along the line, it seems like everybody started believing this narrative that that once once Vladimir Putin is done in Ukraine, he's going to move in and he's just going to start taking over. You know everything, everything to the west of him. He's he's going to take over Europe eventually. None of that could be. He he. All, I he, I don't believe that Vladimir Putin has any interest in any other country except Ukraine and and his own his own Russia. Yeah. You know I I I just are the European nations that weak? Yep. Yes. I is think that what so. it is? Yeah. I, I think seriously. That. No, seriously. Are you being? Are you, are you are you seriously? You yeah. You're making a joke, right? Because no, I'm really not. You really don't think Europe can handle the European nations can handle Russia? I don't. 
You don't. No. I, well, I, I, Oh, you're making the Democrat. That's the Democrat argument that we have to. We have to send our money and weapons because the European nations can't defend themselves against Russia. I think they can. Well, maybe they could, but I, they don't, I, I don't think Russia has any interest in that, though, you know, to begin with. I just don't. I don't think Russia plans to just move in and start taking over. No, I don't either. I don't either. But why do we have to send military equipment and money to fight Russia when the European nations should be the one doing it? The European nations can handle Russia just fine. Well, sure. I mean, they, they should at least, uh, you know, put, put in a little more effort, I yeah. think. $60 billion? That's what the Democrats want to uh, send to uh, Ukraine? Really? Really? Where's the money going? How are they using it? Any kind of accounting of, uh, you know, the spending of uh, your grandchildren's money? Anything at all? Mm -hmm. Anything on that front? Well, uh, if passed, it would be a boon for the defense industry, that's for sure, that both uh, President Joe Biden and uh, Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell have touted as, uh, as a job creator in its push for aid for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. That's That's been stalled for months. Are we doing it because we need to create jobs, really? That's the reason? First, I've heard. Well, still, several longtime Ukraine aid critics uh, were quick to uh, mischaracterize the bill, as the Politico says, after Senate negotiations unveiled the latest version of this supplemental over the weekend. And at the time, remember Senator Rand Paul on uh, on X on social media? He says, uh, well, he's an opponent of more funding to assist Ukraine. He complained on social media after the deal was released that there's, quote, little time to evaluate the consequences if it's made law. Uh, and there you go. He goes on to say, what we know so far is $60 billion to a corrupt regime in Ukraine and no real border security deal for our own country. This has to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike Lee, the senator from uh, Utah, the Republican, he says, quick fun fact for you. The U.S. Marine Corps budget uh, for this year is $53.8 billion. The Ukraine aid bill this time around, $60 billion. They've already gotten a bunch of stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Yeah, I I, I guess uh, I, I mean I, it's 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 become abundantly clear now that the the safety and security of other nations is is of, of far more importance to the people that run our country than the safety and security of their own people. They haven't done a very good job of selling it or pitching it as to why we need to give our grandkids money and weapons and things like that to Ukraine. The only thing they're saying is if we don't do this now then uh, your children will have to fight a war against Russia. Yeah. Well, yeah. give me more than that. What are you talking about? Yeah, and, and you know, the, I, I, again, you know, I think people may be a lot more amenable to this r- ridiculous spending with, with Ukraine if we could at least see, you know, here's a full itemization. Here's exactly how everything's been, to the, to the cent. Let's, and let's, but we know, we, we know a lot of that money's missing. And, and let's just back up a minute. We don't have the money. Well. We're broke. We are broke. We're broke. The national deficit at $35 trillion, we don't have it. Yeah. 512-836-0590. I'm sorry you're going through some tough times in your war, but we don't have it. Yeah, we got some tough times here. Check this out. Some new restaurants are set to pave the way for Stream Realty's new uh, revision of Six Streets. Mm-hmm. Dirty Six is going to be a thing of the past. Yeah, the real estate group is that is looking to revitalize 6th Street's entertainment district just west of I-35 is is betting on a new wave of restaurants uh, that will uh, be a big difference maker, they say, in revitalizing the entertainment district. Yeah, the Austin Monitor spoke with Paul Bodeman. He's the senior president of investments at Stream Realty, and they've bought uh, quite a bit of 6th uh, Street. In fact, they, they have. have 30 parcels uh, uh, on, on East 6th Street. 
And, and at the same time, Stream is also preparing to start a, a fa- some facade improvement work on some of the properties to begin in April. Uh, this is along uh, Dirty Six, just uh, just west of uh, Six Streets. And um, and while the retail is still the goal for some of the other ground floor spaces, in addition to restaurants, Boatman says there's no hard decision on a plan of adding office, hotel, or residential use to some of the properties where the company has the ability to, uh, you know, up to 140 feet high. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, here's here's a quote in the uh, Austin Monitor with Mr. Bodeman. He's kind of leading this effort to uh, revitalize Sixth Street. He says, our opinion is food and beverage is more uh, complementary to what currently is on Sixth Street. That obviously helps people come down to Sixth Street in general. Uh, the experience that, that somebody has going to a, a great restaurant and then being able to go see a show or go down to you know a bar down the street or go to you know East Sixth Street is more impactful from an experience and uh, and a perception change may be going on just um, just to a retail store and then leaving the street. So we want people to come down for various times of the day. We want people to experience the street on several hours and have a really good time. We think that bringing in restaurants is the way to do this initially. Well, from what I've seen, I've seen some reports that they're looking to invest almost three quarters of a billion dollars into uh, upgrading things down there. And I think it will make it look very, very appealing for families during the day when the sun is up. Right. But what about when the sun is down and you still have the bars and you still have the people down there fighting each other and shooting at each other and and, and doing whatever, you know, the problems that we've seen. I, I, I just. I think you're still going to have that dirty Sixth Street reputation at night because I don't know how Stream can fix this just through you know the proposals. I've, I I think what they're going to do is great. I just don't think it's going to get to the to the root cause of, of, of what they're looking to solve. I think there's a few other things we got to fix before it becomes that. Yeah, right. We're a place where fam, mom, dad, and a couple of kids go for lunch and hang out, and do a little shopping in the afternoons. Yeah, you got to clean up the homeless problem, and you also got this dirty little problem of occasionally a homeless person attacking somebody randomly with a machete. Mm, there is not too, too far from away, not too far away, right? Yeah, walking distance away from where Stream Realty is building. Yeah, yeah. There's a few other things that need to be fixed before uh, the the community is comfortable. You know what I mean? I think so. And I think another one of the things I, I, I would hope doesn't happen, you know, as they invest all this money into the, these facade upgrades and things like that. You know, one of the things that you know, when you, we talk about Sixth Street, it is you know the historic Sixth Street, and I, I don't want. We already have lost so much of of kind of our historic old city look. You know, it's been replaced by these sort of sterile, soulless buildings. And I hope I hope we don't get a lot of that down in that historic area. I hope I hope Stream does whatever they can to sort of maintain that historic look yeah. to Sixth Street. I think that's important. Got to figure out what to do with the ne'er do wells. That's kind of where they congregate at nights and kind of walk in circles and. Playing grab ass yeah. and getting in fights, you know, six street fights are a big deal. You got to clean up that mess too, mm-hmm. right? And where, unfortunately, where, where are the ne'er do wells going to go? Where are they going to go now? Are they going to scatter across the city? Hang on a second, let me squeeze, squeeze in Chris. He's checking in from Gerald this morning. Chris, What's good up, morning. Nas? How y'all doing this morning, hey, man? Chris. Good. What's going on? Man, I bet these lawmakers' attitude change once uh, Tucker gets down and starts talking to Putin. I think he's already interviewed him. I haven't seen uh, a whole lot of things from it yet. Uh, I don't oh, he think did? He, I, oh, was that last night? Well, he, he did it last night, but it hasn't been posted yet. Oh, okay, my what bad. Do you, what do you think it's going to reveal? What do you think? I don't I mean, we talk about these bio labs sometimes in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet you they're going to be, uh, they, they're going to, buttholes going to tighten up a little bit because, uh, you know, they, they just, they've been spending money, sending money to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think it's. 
You think it's you think it's going to reveal some of the secrets? You you think we're going to learn some yes. new things about this war? Yeah, I hear I what do, you're saying. I do believe so. Not yeah. to mention what else? You know, a lot of these lawmakers probably in bed with some of these folks. Well, that's probably true as well. Yeah. Seven thirty-three here on the Todd and Oz Show. Yeah, you could join us at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Yeah, we got a lot, a lot to get to. Uh, listen, this border security bill, uh, it appears to have uh, fallen off the table. And uh, and also, uh, the Republicans have failed in the Senate to, uh, well, basically to consider this border security plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and meanwhile, House Republicans, they fell short in a key vote last night to uh, impeach Mayorkas. The yeas are 214 and the nays are 216. The resolution is not adopted. House Speaker Mike Johnson reading the stunning results of the House vote, failing after three GOP House members, Ken Buck, Tom McClintock, and Mike Gallagher, all voted against impeachment, sending shockwaves throughout Capitol Hill. Gallagher's vote made it 215 to 214 in favor of impeachment until Democratic Congressman Al Green, wearing a hospital gown, was wheeled into the chamber following surgery, casting a last-minute vote against impeachment, resulting in a 215 to 215 tie. A Fourth Republican member then changed his vote from yes to no to allow the vote to be taken up again later. Afterwards, Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene said Democrats tricked the Republicans into this defeat. They hid one of their members uh, waiting to the last minute, uh, watching to see our votes. Republican Chip Roy arguing before the vote for Mayorkas's impeachment. The Secretary of Homeland Security has blatantly ignored the laws of the United States he is charged to faithfully execute. While Democrat James McGovern spelling out the reasons against. This could be the first time in American history an impeachment will go to the floor of the United States House of Representatives with no evidence. Now, Mayorkas may yet be impeached. Republicans plan to bring the articles back upon the return of Steve Scalise, who missed yesterday's vote as he undergoes cancer treatments. Then another shocker, as Speaker Johnson brought a standalone Israel funding package to the floor requiring a two-thirds majority vote in favor that also failed 250 to 180. Democrat Rashida Tlaib voting against the $17.5 billion aid package. I'm tired of my colleagues coming to me whispering. I don't really like Netanyahu. Well, then why are we sending him billions of dollars with no conditions? Earlier in the day in the Senate, Republican Minority Leader Mitch McConnell admitting after their weekly caucus lunch, the border security deal finalized over the weekend is dead. And it's been made pretty clear to us uh, by the speaker that it will not become law. John Stolness, Washington. All right, there you go. Now you're up to date. Uh, jump in. 512-836-0590 uh, here on the Tide and Oz show. And uh, let's see, is it uh, Jay in North Austin? Jay, good yeah, morning. Good morning guys. Yeah. Morning, guys. How you guys doing? Good. What's on your good. mind? Well, you kind of have to look at the glass half full. That It's nice that Ukraine bill went down because that was just a boondoggle. But getting back to Schumer's comment, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go to war with Russia. Last time I checked, aren't they a nuclear power? Mm-hmm. They are. That's right. Yeah. So there is that. And also, so let's say we take nukes off the table. It's just going to be your, your traditional war. How are, we, how are we going to get going to get to Russia? Does he realize how massive Russia is? So we're going to send troops across the sea or march through Alaska to take on Russia, which has a massive continent. Didn't the Germans try that in World War II? How'd that work out for them? Yeah, good point. Yeah, not well. Not well yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, ultimately, I don't think we want war with with Russia. I don't, no, no, you know, of course not. It's it's no, absolutely not. I don't think really anybody does. Uh, you know, they're, they they've got a reputation of being kind of tough over there in in Russia. You know, really, 
Really? You think Russia is is able to take Ukraine? They haven't been able I to. I didn't say that. No, no, no. no. I, I just said that they were. They have a reputation of being tough. And they I have a reputation to to of being them. tough, but are they really that tough? They haven't been able to take Ukraine in, what, going on four years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't... I, I, it, does, it wouldn't appear. It wouldn't appear so. I mean, you would think that a country like Russia could just move right in there. Well, uh, U.S. national security officials continue to issue warnings about the potential impact of a, of a disruption of aid to the Ukraine. Listen to this. Pentagon Deputy Press Secretary Sabrina Singh discussed the issue during a briefing Tuesday. If the U.S. stops support to Ukraine, we should be clear-eyed about the repercussions. Putin is not going to stop in his quest for power and control beyond Ukraine's borders toward NATO. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says the current pause in American aid to Ukraine is being watched carefully. There are a lot of eyes on us right now, certainly in our allies and partners and some adversaries as well. The last U.S. aid allotted for Ukraine was used in late December, leading Singh to say, We can do the responsible thing and pay now to help Ukraine, or we can pay much more later to counteract the gains we would hand Vladimir Putin and an emboldened Russia. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. I wish she would explain what those gains would be, and what does that mean? What is she talking about? Well, I, in, in what, what gains would Russia have if we didn't help Ukraine? I mean, yeah, yeah, they'd probably roll in and take Ukraine, wouldn't they? Well, I, you know, they, right? they would be billions and billions and billions of dollars uh, at, at a disadvantage. Ukraine would be at that yeah. point. Sure. We, well, we, we, we desperately need to uh, we desperately need to learn a little bit more about that, you, that, that interview with Tucker Carlson, Vladimir Putin. Yeah. 738, uh, jump in at 512-836-0590. Let me squeeze in Ryan. He's checking in from South Lamar. We were talking a few minutes ago about Stream Realty and their plans to transform at least 30 parcels of land on 6th Street. The Dirty Six, uh, just west of I-35 on 6th Street. Uh, Ryan, good morning. Hey, Todd. Good morning. Yeah. Love the show. Love you, love you guys. Love yes, sir. What you're doing Thank for you. Austin. Thank and, you. you know, I'm all for holding the, uh, the city council accountable to cleaning up homeless and you know, getting crime down, but you know, you, you guys got to go check out Sixth Street. It's there's private security. You got Joe Rogan's club. There's probably twenty plus employees at any given time escorting people into the theater. Let's let's go for a show and and let's see. Last couple months, it's it's a lot better. I, I must say. Are you, I, th- I thought Joe Rogan's place was in the domain. No, no, it's it's literally on on Dirty Six, man. It's, yeah, right, it's there, right off there. Street. And you, been you down there. line at the queue, and yeah. they walk in. There's private security. There's Austin police there. Well, and I go down to I go down to the entertainment district all the time with my family. At least three or four nights a, a month, we go down have dinner and drink someplace. The Roosevelt Room, uh, various places downtown, but never we never go to Dirty Six. Yeah, man, t- take a walk. It feels safe. I mean, there was two guys that had you know full blown. Uh, vest on, camo gear. They had rifles. You, you looking you in the eye, saying hello. That you, you feel really safe down there. I mean, and this is in the last couple months. I'm not yeah. saying, you know, it had problems. You know, even last year, right? But I, I just don't think take, there's any walk down there. I just don't think there's anything on Dirty Six that would invite me at night right now. Yeah. Well, the Joe Rogan's only one. Buy a ticket, okay. it's forty bucks. They go on sale on Sunday. We'll we'll hit a show, me and you, and we can. We and, do some and you're saying bar hopping efforts. You're saying we'll be safe walking down Sixth Street at night. I think so. We can we can carry too. You know, if you, if you don't feel it's true, safe, it's true. You can absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate Thank that, man. Thanks for checking day, in. Appreciate you, man. There you go. All right, uh, it is uh, seven forty in uh, 
Uh, Keith is in Colleen uh, this morning. Keith, good morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a Cold War veteran. I was in you know Europe in the 80s, and a lot of these callers are real in, you know uninformed of the situation in Europe with Ukraine and Russia. It's so, so how so? Well, that let me tell you. Okay, Russia owned Eastern Europe back in the 80s, right? They had Poland, Czechoslovakia, Romania. That was all under Russia control, right? The old Soviet Union. They're not going to go and try to take it back. It didn't work for them in the, you know, the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. They figured that out, right? Another thing is Ukraine is very corrupt, right? It's more corrupt than Mexico. We don't know where that money is going. It, it's just incredible. Like when the, when, iron, when the curtain fell in Berlin and we went over to the east, you know, eastern Germany, the equipment was obsolete. It was rusted out. All the stuff that they told us that Ronald Reagan said there was 10 divisions for every one of our divisions. It was all untrue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. so I, I, so you, so you're saying that you, you think Russia is a bigger threat than people think? No, they're not a threat. Not Russia, a threat. you gotta understand Russia is a huge country. Like that last caller said, humongous country, right? They so informed that only one third of it's populated, the western side. Siberia, they can't live there, right? Yeah. You know, like Kiev is only 400 miles from Moscow. That's it, 400 miles. Yeah. I got you. So Keith. I'm saying, that's what I'm saying, man. This is just all a money grab. All they want to do is see how can they take all our money out of the U.S. Treasury and put it in these uh, globalists' pockets. I that's hear you, man. No, no, I, no argument there. It just took them a few hours to read some of the details, but many Republicans are now voicing their opposition to this bipartisan Senate deal on border security. Utah Republican Senator Mike Lee on Fox, he says the bill will die because, well, members weren't made privy of some of the details before. It was not good faith because the firm, the law firm of Schumer and McConnell, has learned over time that if it can negotiate a bill in secret and keep the peasants, by that I mean other senators from seeing it, uh, until the last possible minute, they can pass it. Yes, yeah, Senate Democrats accused the Republican colleagues of doing a complete 180 uh, on border security uh, because uh, this wasn't going to secure the border at all. It was basically legalizing illegal immigration. That's exactly right. To the tune of at least 5,000 a day. That's right. It, it, it codifies the, uh, the the poorest border there, and and it, it really just completely normalizes thousands and thousands of illegal immigrants every day, up to 5,000 on a running seven-day calendar, seven-calendar-day average, you know, so you could have seven thousand one day. You know, eighty-five hundred is the top end threshold for a single day. At, at five thousand, that'd be about one point eight million yeah. a year. Yeah. Now, uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, they just released some new data. They tracked more than one million migrant encounters since October the first, when the fiscal year twenty twenty-four began. Since October the first, in just a matter of a few months. That is. Hefty. CBP resources uh, telling the local media there that uh, the earliest this mark has ever been reached. Yeah, the number is roughly 100,000 encounters or higher, more than the same period a year ago when the U.S. saw 908,000 encounters. Uh, this is the earliest the U.S. has ever reached, that one million marker, uh, that according to CBP. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the U.S. is tracking a, a higher number of Chinese migrants crossing the border. Chinese illegal immigrants made up uh, the fastest growing uh, group of border crossers uh, last year and fiscal year 2024. Uh, they're set to shatter that record.
Yeah, the CBP encountered 37,000 Chinese illegal aliens last year, but were already encountered nearly 20,000 since just October. Yeah, the CBP report, yeah, sources say that, they are, um, that they've encountered roughly 150 Chinese migrants per day so far. Hmm. Think of what this has done for, for the, uh, the, the Democrat Party. You know, they, they, get, they get a little political cover here now. Uh, you know the uh, any, any you know Democrats uh, you know facing maybe facing reelection they they knew this thing was wasn't going to pass but they were able to come out and say I'm all for it I'm all for border security these mean old Republicans though they shot it all down once again and uh, so you know it provides them a whole lot of political cover when in reality you know you look at the the real scope of of the Democrat take on immigration is that guy coming out of the New York Police Department the other day flipping the double middle finger to the, to, to the cameras after beating up a couple cops that Venezuelan kid yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the real face of Democrat immigration mm-hmm. in, in 2024. Yeah, you're right. Well, uh, uh, here's what Senator Ted Cruz and other critics of this bill, they argued that it would normalize 5,000 border encounters each day. He says that works out to 1.8 million a year. It works out to about 6 million illegal immigrants over a three-year period under the Biden watch. So uh, the idiotic Republican proposal was to let uh, let it be for two-thirds of the border invasion that Biden has already allowed. He's right. It would have uh, legalized illegal immigration. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, we, we, uh, we, we need a, a top-down change of leadership, especially those guys that have been in there forever and ever and ever. You know, we just uh, – clearly this government has not – they're not working for us. And they have no interest in working for We've us. We've been saying that for a while, haven't we? Yeah, yeah and it seems to only get worse. Listen, uh, a woman has been arrested and charged with multiple felonies, including impersonating a public servant, robbery and theft after allegedly forcibly pulling over a car, and then pretending to be a cop before robbing the victims of their IDs and other belongings. Yeah, this is according to court documents. Westlake Hills police officers, they responded to a call of a robbery in progress in West Austin. A KICBS reporter, Andrew Freeman, has more. Friday, a car full of women fell victim to such a crime, with suspect Evelyn Ibarra Fernandez allegedly telling them she was a police officer after chasing them into the Trellview Mesa neighborhood where they were. According to court documents, she pulled one of the victims out of the car and started going through their belongings, taking IDs, credit cards, a cell phone, AirPods, and more than $800 in cash. The affidavit says despite a language barrier, the women resisted Ibarra Fernandez until the real police showed up. Mm. She was detained until Travis County Sheriff's deputies arrived. The documents say she denied stealing anything or ever impersonating a police officer. She also told deputies she was only trying to help the back passenger who she thought was drugged. Yeah, there you go. Now, Fernandez was taken into custody at the scene. She's charged with a third-degree felony count of impersonating a public servant, a second-degree felony count of robbery by assault, and a state jail felony uh, theft from a person. She's going to jail for a long time. Sounds like it. She's you know. a brave one. Yeah, you, you know, you hear a man doing this, though. You know, pretending to be a cop, but you rarely hear a woman in the story like this. In that uh, in that CBS Austin story, they talked to uh, Tyler Owen. We know the the Texas Municipal Police Association, and you know, and he made mention that you know situational awareness is very very important, uh, and and also you know it's important to know that I, I guess according to to uh, Tyler Owen, if, if under Texas law. All traffic stops have to be done in marked vehicles, right? So, especially at night, pull over in a well-lit area and know who's pulling you over. You know, if, if this is just some young 20-something gal in a car with some flashers on, it's probably not a good idea or necessary to stop for them. Yeah. You know, but you're right. You're right. This is not something we hear women do as, as, as 
all that often. In fact, I think this is the first time I've ever heard of it. Very brave, man. Incredibly bold. Very. Could have been dangerous, too, right? Yeah. Well, it sounds like it was dangerous. Well, she's lucky. She, you know, obviously she picked the right car because this is Texas, after all. And, and, uh, you know, if, if you're if you're robbing me, uh, you know, chances are pretty good, or, or or a lot of people for that matter, chances yeah. are pretty good. There's going to be some sort of fight back. Yeah, man. You know? I guess you could always, if you're not sure, you could always call nine one one, right? Yeah, absolutely. Get the dispatcher on the phone. Hey, I'm pulled over, and uh, I'm not sure they're a cop. Anytime you're unsure, and if that's a legitimate police officer, they would encourage you to do it. Right? That's right. They'd say, yeah, if you if you don't think I'm, like, yeah, well, let's call dispatch and we'll confirm this that I am a police officer. And there would be total record of that. You're on the phone. You say, listen, Absolutely. I want to pull over. There's somebody. I'm not sure they're a cop. Can you just confirm that it is a police officer? It is okay. Thank you. And then you yeah. pull over. Yeah, I think the cop would totally understand that. The Todd and Oz Show weekday mornings five to ten on News Radio KLBJ. Dr. Mark Malone from Advanced Pain Care on how the spinal cord stimulator blocks pain signals, bringing patients relief at last. And we're able to tune this device to mimic that frequency and essentially block it. I've seen people shed tears of joy in the recovery room when they wake up from their light anesthesia and we turn this device on and they realize their back pain is gone. They cry for joy. Advanced Pain Care at 512-244-4272 or austinpaindoctor.com.